0: everyone and welcome to another exciting podcast of Thoughts Become Things. I'm Jeremy Lopez and as always I'm thrilled and honored to be with you guys today and I tell you if it's not crazy cold outside I don't know what it is. It is just crazy cold right now here in my state. It's amazing and I hope where you are. I hope you're staying warm. Um, Maybe you got some snow. If many of you are like me I love snow. I'd love to see snow coming to Alabama but hey sometimes we don't we're not fortunate enough to get that at times but when we do we just run into it so but i hope where you are you're staying nice and warm um and hopefully drinking your favorite cup of coffee, maybe even sitting by a nice fire. Wouldn't that be a great uh, great scene to be able to be in front of, right? So I'm thankful for each one of you today, and I'm excited because today I want to talk to you guys a little bit about basically how to sort of change your direction. Uh, so I'm going to call this episode Changing Your Direction because a lot of times people ask me with my co-creator book that I put out recently uh, for this month, it's been just and astronomical. It's been like selling like crazy. We've had that and the study guy just be selling like crazy and people are just loving it. And so I want to sort of stay around that theme here for a while because a lot of times people don't know how to navigate through their life. A lot of times we, we tend to look at life and say, you know what? what, it'll be will be. A lot of times we look at our lives and say, you know what, we really don't have control in our lives. Like there's nothing we can do to control our lives. It's all up to God, you know, and then you, know, then you think to yourself, that's really ignorance talking out of you. Right? Because the fact we, we do have a say so. There is a power in us that, that's called the Holy Spirit. There's a power of a treasure in us. There's a power, you know, of faith in us. There's a power to change life and death from the tongue of situations. You know, there's a power in us that God has birthed in us and He wants us to be able to use it. He wants us to be able to use that authority and that dominion and that strength to be able to change our atmosphere. And so when we deal with changing our direction, one of the things that really has really hit home with me is what I call the remembering exercise and the remembering exercise is basically this is for you to begin to start remembering things in your life that maybe uh, touched your heart you know here's the here's your positive thinking and sort of helping to navigate your day back to positive thinking and that is the remembering exercise because what this does for you is it causes you to remember back to happy times a time when you felt like you know you had your imagination just you know your imagination juices just flow through you. A time maybe when there was a happy feeling of a baby being born or, or something that you remembered where your that energy level in you just sort of skyrocketed in such a place of joy and warmth and comfort and strength. And that's what you want to do. And so the remembering exercise will begin to help you to begin to, to remember you know, what it's like to be happy. You know, so many people in life if you think about it, are so miserable. And you never think about this, but so many people are so miserable and yet they don't ever really connect to... Uh, the misery because they're already so, you know, within it, they're already so embedded in it, they don't realize that they're actually connecting, which means they can also disconnect from that. And so, a lot of times, we look at people and we say, Man, they're so negative. They're so miserable. Everything is bad to them. You know, I remember coming across, you know, a few people recently at a dinner, and one of them said, I always look for the worst. You know, in things. I I don't ever think positive. I look for the worst in things. You know, what is the worst case scenario? And for me, I'm thinking when that's what's going to happen in your life, all through life, is the worst case scenario will always be present for you because there is a power of energy surging inside this amazing universe that God's created for us that has positive confessions and, you know, and high vibrations and low vibrations and frequencies. And we do connect to those frequencies. We do connect vibrationally to things according to what we think and what we feel. And what we remember and what we want to connect to. And sometimes people are so miserable, they don't really find it in their heart to realize wait a minute, what if life doesn't have to be this miserable? You know, what if what I've taken on as my personality is really not my personality? And a lot of times people do tend to do that. You know, well, this is who I am. It's who I am. It's who my personality is. It's how my personality and It's how I was programmed, how I was built. And then you think to yourself, is it really? Or have you just deceived yourself? to think that is now part of the persona of the personality that you are when really you've just become that it's not the fact you are this you've become that and becoming something is very powerful and you want to be able to make sure that you are mastering becoming something better in a place of improvement you know am i nicer to people than i used to be see sometimes we say well i'm just i'm just blunt i just tell it like it is you know when i hear certain christians say i'm just blunt if they don't like the truth they can just sit on it you know I tell it like it is. Those are the people I steer away from. Because it's not the fact that they're interested in the truth. Because truth blended with love. Because love, without love, you're just a clanging symbol. And if you think that that your quote-unquote truth is going to set people free, but yet God says, I don't care what you do. You can raise the dead. You can heal the sick. You can do whatever you want to do. But without love, it's literally nothing to me. Like, you, you've accomplished nothing. You're not going to get a, you know, what is it? A jewel in your crown. You know, you're not going to get applause from me. Which going to happen is you're going to begin to discover how really it's nothing more than a noise before my throne. And that's what's going to happen. So I I steer away from those, you know, tell it like it is mentality, you know, because once again, all that comes from very, very, very um, immaturity. It's, it's immaturity, it's low self-esteem, because we're trying to grasp more attention than anything. People that do shock factors, they just want attention. Now, sometimes in business, it might be good to do a shock factor, because it sort of awakens clients around you to say, whoa, wait a minute, did you see that? You know. And so if you if it's done right in a business technique, or you're trying to really maybe stir, uh, stir up a situation in a positive way, then hey, go for it. But if you're dealing with trying to bring people to know the love of God, God and trying to bring, you know, yourself to a place of, of really being able to nurture good relationships, then telling it like it is, and I'm, you know, I don't care what they say. The truth sets you free. Then those people are people that really will have enemies by the end of the day. Those people are not happy. They're not people that's really working for the kingdom of God by ushering in that type of of, of sharpness and and hardcore, you know, tell like it is mentality, because they're willing to take the truth to cut you. The truth doesn't just set us free, it nurtures us, it comforts us, it's, it, it separates us from the soul. And you know, like the Bible says, that, you know, that the sword of the Lord, it comes and begins to separate both you know, between the soul and the spirit. It, it means it brings a separation to bring us back into a place of, of empowerment of God's love. Because it is God's loving kindness that draws us anyway to repentance. So when you see that, you remember that what I've got to do in my life is begin to bring forth remembering. Remembrance. Remembering things that are actually nurturing. Remembering things that are powerful. Remembering things that really help me to to navigate through that place of getting myself back to a place of positivity. Getting my place back where I'm nice again. Getting that place back where I'm positive again. And so the remembering exercise is good for us because it, it helps reset the, the, the stage in our soul and, and our brain to begin to think happy again, to remember what it's like to be happy again. Why? So we can have more of that and we can begin to move in that more, right? And so changing the direction of your life and sometimes you might, you might find yourself getting a little notepad and just saying, hey, you know what What I'm going to do is I'm going to write down some things I remember of, of happy points, happy times in my life. That really made me feel good, and if you write them down, sometimes they'll get inside of you more, and you'll feel that more. You'll feel the energy from that, from more of that remembering by writing it down. You remember things more by writing it down, actually, than just remembering it. When you remember it and write it down, you got a doozy. You got you got what I'll call a double portion. You got a really good thing that's going to help you to engage more in t- retraining yourself to be. That place of what you what you want to be, and that is becoming the joy again, right? The second thing I like to bring forth in sort of redirecting, you know, uh, your uh, your life is is call, pull upon your senses, pull upon that you know that gut level feeling, pull upon that voice of God inside of you. And I say gut level feeling because you know God's voice can come to us in a gut level feeling, it can come to our senses, and come to hearing him. You know, whatever the case may be, you got to pull deep from within. You got to pull that to say, what am I feeling? What am I sensing about this? You know, Do I feel good about this? Do I feel like this will be a good change in my life? Do you feel like this is going to help me? Is this going to sort of push me forward more or is it going to set me back? You know, be able to pull from that place within. If you don't feel comfortable in front of certain people, you know, um, you can't force yourself to, to make yourself feel comfortable when you just don't feel it. Right. I mean, sometimes you just don't feel it. Now, once again, here's one thing we want to pull into play. And that is this. If someone says, and I hear this a lot in life coaching, I just had a good feeling about that person. I don't get a good feeling about that person. Here's two things I want you to remember. Number one, then you know what you need to do? If you don't feel it, then stay away. If you don't sense it, stay away. If it's not a gut level feeling, you don't feel that inside of your spirit where something maybe is rubbing you the wrong way, then, then slowly love on them from afar. Walk away from them. But, Number two what I want to bring to you is this. It doesn't mean they're bad people. This is one of the misconceptions I see in Christianity a whole lot. You know, if you don't feel good about somebody, it doesn't make them bad. It doesn't mean they're evil. It doesn't mean they're no good. If you don't sense it, that just means for you, God is letting you know, then that means that they're not maybe good for you, maybe for your future. Maybe you'd rub heads, you know, you'd rub each other the wrong way. You know, maybe it's that thing where you would say to yourself, we could never really get along. We wouldn't sharpen each other. We wouldn't help each other. And so, just because you get a bad sensing about somebody, doesn't mean that it's actually bad. A lot of times, God will just do that to you to say it's it's bad for you, you know. And that's the thing we have to remember because there's certain things in the world that might be good for one person, but might not be good for another, you know. So if we, so for example, if we look at sugar, and of course this is a example I like to use a lot, you know, if you look at sugar, we could say to a diabetic, you know, that could kill them, right? If they wouldn't getting the the proper, you know, let's say. Uh, insulin shots or or the shots that produce more insulin within their body now, which is amazing how uh, technology and, and medical field has just advanced so much in helping our bodies. But the, but the truth is, if you were just someone that did not realize you were a diabetic and you're just consuming sugar so much, it could kill you. Now, let me ask you a question. Does that make sugar evil? Does it make sugar demonic? No. It just means for you, it's not good for you. Now, sugar is not really good for for <laughs> really anybody, but it's not going to kill somebody with somebody else who could possibly take them into a coma, right? And so this is where you have to begin to realize that just because something's not good for you doesn't make them evil or bad, right? And once again, we can use that example for anything, you know? Um, and we think of this as, here's another great example. Jesus, for example, turned water into wine. Now, when people have that argument about the fermentational aspect of it, you know, you can look at this and realize that even at the wedding, people were getting drunk towards the end of the same thing that Jesus turned from water into that. So, you know, <laughs> did Jesus make them drunk? No, but he did turn the water into wine that actually caused them to uh, to have excess of that and make them drunk. So my point being with that is this did jesus produce evilness is jesus himself evil because he turned water into wine because to an alcoholic uh, alcohol could kill him right i mean let's just be real about it. it could i mean to an alcoholic it could really devastate them it could it could do a number on them does that make does that make god's miracle evil does it make does it make jesus evil himself no it means that you have to use wisdom to know what is good for you and what is not good for you and we have to begin to relate let's say alcohol or sugar or anything to to the to the sensing of how what we feel towards people as well. Because it doesn't make them evil or bad. Oh, I get a bad feeling about them. Okay, well great. Then stay away from them. But that is, but don't go spreading, you know, stuff about them thinking that, you know, that they're evil or bad. They're just been not right for you. They're not your fit. And this is where people have to begin to get it because I hear in life coaching all the time, you know, uh, where people will just literally cut throat with somebody because they got this sensing. And I'm like, well, you know what, this person could be tremendously, powerfully great for somebody else, you know, straight from God. So you have to begin to understand the concepts of discernment. And as far as discerning your life, of, of sort of working through your life, weaving through your life who needs to be in and who doesn't need to be in, and moving to that place of helping your direction, because people can help direct you in places or maybe down a path that maybe you don't want to go. Maybe maybe they're just trying to give, their, give so many opinions to you. It doesn't make them bad. Sometimes people can give some opinions and opinions, and after a while those opinions can can sear your mind and you might go with those opinions thinking they're good and then turn around and say, where on earth did I end up today? You know, where did I end up in my life? How did I get here in my life? And so it's times like that when you have to begin to realize that changing your direction means, A, you've got to start thinking positive change your outlook, like we talked about earlier with the remembering exercise. B, weave through all the people in your life. See who's really good for you and see who's not good for you. Just don't write them off as being evil just because they don't work for you anymore, right? They don't work, you know, to help benefit your, you know, your good of your life and vice versa, right? You're just, to them, you might be just as evil to them, you know, because maybe they got a bad feeling, or vibe, maybe a bad vibe about you, right? But I know you enough to know you're not evil, right? So, So remember, it's always good to, to, pull yourself in other people's shoes. But when you look at your own life, and your own direction, you've got to navigate through who needs to be there in your life, right? And that's the thing you want to say. Now, 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 let me just say this as well. One of the last things I like to bring forth is find a great, we're going to say support system because support system means iron sharpens iron, but it means in the counsel of many, there's wisdom. When you're trying to find new direction, don't, and this is the number one thing, you know, um, People ask me all the time, you know, well, I have a couple people that's surrounding me. Okay, here's the question I would ask, okay? And this is said in total love and grace, grace, grace. If no matter what is on your heart of the direction you feel and you sense you're needing to go in, okay? Don't pull some good, you know, Tom, Dick, and Harry. Don't pull some good, you know, good old boy friendship because he loves Jesus. Because just because you love Jesus doesn't make you successful. Amen. Just because you love Jesus doesn't make you nice. (laughs) Amen to that. Just because you love Jesus doesn't mean that you've got riches or that you've got success or that you know the right direction. I mean, let's just face it. All of us are in the same boat. We might all love God, but yet there's times we suffer from lack of knowledge. That's with all of us. So, what you want to do is you want to be able to surround yourself with those people that will support you, of people who have conquered what you're trying to achieve. They've already overcome what you're trying to achieve. You see the fruit of success in those areas. If they don't have that, it, you know, if they get offended, just let them know hey, you know, you're great at what you do and you're awesome. And within the category of, let's say, your anointing, in your power or your the giftings but just because you're not good over in this other area means that I'm you know I I just really can't call upon you a whole lot for let's say divine wisdom because it just means you're not gifted in that area just because somebody's gifted in the body of Christ let's say for example with me you know am i good with finances I really am great with finances because I've studied that and I've taught that and I'm trained in, that, in those areas of finances however am i great with prophecy and being a prophet hopefully yes I've been in it all my life am I anointed for certain things. Were I'm accurate? Absolutely. But if you were to ask me, hey, I need some legal advice from you, I would say, you know what? I am not a good soundboard for you on that. I am not a good counsel for you because I will mess you up and both of us will probably end up in jail because I don't know, I don't have a clue on on anything as far as the judicial system. Now, I have uncles that are attorneys. I have my best friend who's an attorney. His dad was a judge. I'm very familiar with that system and and, and have a lot more knowledge probably than a normal person, but I'm not an attorney. So I would not benefit fit you a whole lot. Now if you're looking to steer your direction in your life towards let's say being an attorney, then surround you can surround me still with your life in helping to hear from the voice of God or with your finances or with, you know, uh, law of attraction or, or, or thinking positive or the things in which I feel like I'm called and anointed to do to people all over the globe but I might not be the best soundboard for you when it deals with, you know uh, uh, legal things, right? And it should not offend me because I know my call, my gifting. But it doesn't mean you just write me off. It just means you Categorize me into places of your life for what you need in those areas of, to me to be strong in. But as far as the legalities of it, you know, hey, surround yourself with people. It wouldn't offend me. Surround yourself with people who have who have successful in those endeavors and they bear forth fruit. There's a difference in somebody saying, you know, hey, I know about this. Let me let's let's be honest about it. Would you take Would you take financial advice for someone who maybe lives in a one room shack in the woods and they have no car and they're barely scraping? You know, pennies to get by, but yet they feel like that they're they're gonna they're gonna help you with your finances. If you're smart, you would say absolutely not. And I love you, but absolutely not, right? But if you, but because, and it shouldn't offend them because a person who is trying to take advice from somebody, that person should. Begin to exemplify that same anointing of what they said they're called for. If a person is not anointed or overcome or have bear forth a lot of fruit within those areas, then you probably don't need to pull from them because you wait until they're successful and that way they have some experience and have some wisdom underneath their belt to begin to share with you. If they don't then you know what I don't care how much by faith they're called to this and gifting and by faith and well you know great and wonderful but I don't need you to do by faith with me in my life because I might be in a desperate place in my life and the last thing I need is to get with somebody who is doing something by faith. When your faith has been made sight and, you know, like with people that, you know, in the Bible, you know, when it says, you know, your faith has made you whole. Hey, when you're whole, let's talk. Let's definitely talk when you're whole in those areas. But if you're not whole in the areas, I'm so sorry. I love you and I bless you, but I can't learn from you in that area, right? Where other areas may be from you, I can learn in. So these are things you want to begin to take to heart to begin to change your direction. So I want to highly encourage each one of you to go to the website today. And download or order, you know, the book of the month, which is co-creators. And and the, and the subtitle is creating your day. So it's co-creators. It's co- it's C O-Creators. C O dash creators. Co-creators creating your day. Uh, and you can just put in co-creators, co-creators on the website, and it'll pull it up automatically. But download the, the, the book and the study guide as a combo today or order the book and the study guide as paperback, and I'll be glad to autograph it for each one of you. But I'm telling you, it's time to find new direction in your life. It's time to begin to shift your life into the place in which God wants it to. But with that said, you have to begin to know how to navigate through your finances, relationships, you know, thinking positive, pulling in that that power of positivity, but also beginning to change your mindset from what you know it needs to be in order for you to have that extra boost of positivity and joy to make this thing work because you're trying to to, to in reinvent the wheel, you're trying to, you know, birth for something new, which means you're trying to go higher in your life and what God's got you for in his, his kingdom, and if you're going to go higher, that means you're going to have to take on a new level of an attitude, right? You know, I think like Patti LaBelle in the '80s. I was a big '80s guy, and and you know her song, "I Got a New Attitude." Well, guess what? You're going to have to have a new attitude if you're going to if you're going to go higher in the kingdom, because you're going to have to have more strength, more momentum. Uh, you're going to have to think more positive, because with 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 going forward and higher in the kingdom means you're going to be having more challenges, and there's going to be more trials on the way, and that's just life. But once you begin to master those things and you conquer them. Guess what? The more than, more, than over, more than conquerors mentality comes upon you because then you can say, I have done it. Here's my, here's my spiritual certificate. Here's my birth certificate and my death certificate where the old me finally died and the new me began to resurrect because I mastered these things. And then people come to you for, for advice. So moving into a place of direction, you're going to have to begin to shift everything in your life decrease, that God can increase in you, and shift every possibility, every possible thing in your life that needs to be moved, shifted, or touched, right? That's the kingdom of God. So order today co-creators creating your day or download them today from IdentityNetwork.net. Thank you as always, guys and gals, for listening to this amazing podcast. I hope it's amazing to you. And as always, I'll close with this. If you don't like your day, i got a great idea for you. Change the way you think and you will change your day. God bless.